football cards, investing, and collecting. Today, we look at a market update for Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, all the other Super Bowl contenders going down this weekend. And then we look at the top five biggest trades that can happen this offseason. And then we're going to look at prioritizing what you should be selling right now, what, should be, what you should be buying right now with some live eBay analysis. Let's dig in. All right, so what's going on, guys? Welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest. I'm your host, Andy Case. And where is my main man, Carter Bryant, Power Hour LSU? Well, congratulations to him. He had a wedding over the weekend, got married, man, got hitched. But uh, he came down with a little cold, and he's coughing a lot. Did not want to put you guys through that grueling uh, punishment of, of hearing him cough every few seconds. So we're giving the guy the week off, giving him some little rest, R&R. Uh, and and so I'm coming at you guys solo today with a, a fun little show. We want to look at the uh, market update. Let's look at a lot of fun stuff right off the top of my head. Right now, guys, let me go ahead and pull my screen up. we got to look at what the latest and greatest is for Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes because, honestly, Jalen Hurts took a massive step forward in 2023. And, um, you know, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, who is – after the past couple of weeks, the way he's played, I mean, he is the gold standard at the position, and he is the rightful heir to the baton Tom Brady has passed on as Tom Brady's headed to retirement this past week. And so we're going to look at the market in a little bit for Kyle Trask, and I want to talk about Kyle Trask and, and what potentially could happen with the Buccaneers, and we'll look at his market as well. But the first thing I want to point out is, right, obviously – now is not the time to buy players that are that are in the Super Bowl. It's going to be very hard to find deals. Uh, right now is a seller's market for the players that are in the Super Bowl. These guys are hyped up. Their cards are going at a premium. Um, you have PSA 10 base optic, Jalen Hurts here, 127.50, and that's in an auction. So we also want to talk about some auction buy-it-now differences uh, because I, I – tried starting some auctions and what i ran into is you cannot require immediate payment on your auctions and i do believe that is uh that is a limitation that is a little bit of a hurdle that um i do not want to risk let's just put it that way i want to be able to require immediate payments so i don't have to deal with non-payers that is a a reoccurring theme with a lot of buyers in the hobby, especially ones that tend to buy impulsively, right? Uh, based on emotions. So I that's that's to buy it now is because I can set that require immediate payment button so the transaction goes through right then and there. Um, and it's just better for both parties involved, honestly. And then unless you're absolutely forced uh, and you want to make sure that sale happens, then then you run an auction. Maybe you're running consignment. Uh, maybe you're running a dealer shop. You know, you gotta you gotta keep the 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 volume rolling. Otherwise, you know, maybe just do a buy it now and require immediate payment. Uh, that is one thing that I think is very advantageous. Um, it's beneficial. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you can see card sales are kind of uh, running the gambit here between uh, raw entry-level stuff. And there, there's a great example. I remember last week someone asked about a napkin patch. There's a great example of a napkin patch. Um, I also want to point out that, you know, there I had a question about select certified silver. Um, the question was from Derek Ramsey in my my Instagram DM. Why, why is that card not as popular? Or, or the, the, this actual question was, why does that card not sell for nearly as much as the Optic Hollow or the Prism Silver um, or some of the other silver cards? Uh, and you can see here the select premier level silver, $16 compared to an $80 Optic Hollow buy. Now, and, and that's just popularity, guys. Um, the rated rookie logo, super popular. The select brand has been kind of diluted, especially from 2020 when they took it retail, right? And, and they released an additional tier, club level tier. Um, so you just added more print run. You also added select certified and the silver variations just never caught on. Right. I mean, I like the scarcity of it. 
I like the look of it, but just because I like the look of it doesn't mean that a lot of other people do as well. And that's important. So um, ultimately, that's what's holding the value down on that select certified silver is the fact that it's just not as popular. And if it's not as popular, it's not getting the sole volume and the price is not really going up. So um, those are some of the challenges, challenges there. What's interesting, check out some of these playoff cards. Both of these, these actually, these are both PSA 8s first down here numbered out of, well, one's a PSA 8, one's a PSA 9. So you do have uh, two different cards, both numbered out of 99. Actually, pretty pretty impressive transaction for a card that is uh, from a lesser desirable set, a little bit less popular. But the thing that it has, it's got that serial number, right? It's got like clear rookie card logo it is graded although the grade here is not great at all uh you got to think that that serial number is actually uh, you know uh, doing that card some favors so very interesting uh takeaways for jalen hurts market there when i look at our our keep them web app and i go to the players tab and actually look at the graded week over week sold volume i'm actually still finding 660 graded cards in the past seven days for jalen hurts that's quite a bit. That's, you know, you can see that's almost twice as much as Joe Burrow. Um, I'm surely he's cooled off right after after the championship game loss. But then you have Patrick Mahomes at 267. That's that's impressive for a guy that is now the gold standard at the quarterback position, probably next to uh, guys like, you know, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. So you look at 267, considering how expensive Patrick Mahomes cards are. That is actually quite impressive. Uh, so I want to actually look up and see what the actual price change different has been in terms of volume the past 30 days. Joe Burrow still uh, still spiking that category, which makes sense. He was the most hyped guy in, in the playoffs up until the championship game. Um, you can see the Trevor Lawrence hype is still staying elevated. I think that'll stay elevated throughout the offseason. So in terms of Time to buy. Those are the guys I'm starting to look at now, starting to gear up for September of next year and also trying to plan out um, who could potentially be traded, free agency ads, draft hype cycle. Uh, I've got some interesting takes for you guys from the Senior Bowl uh, this past weekend, the Shriner Bowl this past weekend. So uh, I think it's I think it's interesting to look at where the draft class is strong for 2023 and how that could impact the NFL rosters. So um, Jalen Hurts, you can see graded card market. Here he is popping off. Mosaic, surprisingly, the Mosaic is doing uh, doing quite well, quite well. So I, I think you can kind of take away. Mosaic is, is kind of made it into that, that category with select. I think Mosaic now is just as popular. And I'd be interested to take a poll. Actually, it's a great question. I would love to ask you guys, uh, take a poll on that. Um, what do you find more desirable? What do you think is more popular? Do you guys like Mosaic or Select better? I think that is a very interesting one because I think Mosaic may have leapfrogged Select here uh, in the past like four to six months. So definitely let us know what you M for Mosaic or S for Select. Um, let me say hi to some guys in the chat. We are live. Yeah, we wish uh, Carter the best. We hope that he gets better real soon. He should be back with us next week. That guy's like, you know, tough as nails. So I know he'll be back next week. We say hi to Alex. We got basic wholesale cards. Victor, what's good, man? Toa, what's good, man? I'm going to start up your question. Definitely going to be talking about uh, my favorite plays this week. A little bit here later in the live stream. Greg Rousseau, the edge edge rusher for the Buffalo Bills. Awesome. Hey, man. Uh, defensive players definitely, definitely do well in the market. Uh, the right storyline, right? Athletic profile, execution. I think it's time to start looking at Lamar. Love it, Steve. Uh, Victor. I think, I think Lamar... What's interesting is there's rumors, and and he could be potentially one of the big trades this offseason if the Ravens don't find a way to, um, uh, you know, re-sign him. It, it's you know it's wild. Lamar doesn't have an official agent, right? He's, his mom is his agent, unless something has just recently changed. And uh, there, there's rumors he could potentially be traded, right? He's, he could potentially go to the Atlanta Falcons. That's one spot 
that I've that I've been seeing him tied to. Uh, Victor, Victor says I agree, Steve. You can get them cheap. Some are already cheap. Lamar, Lamar stock has got to be down right now. You know, there there is something to be said about rushing mobile quarterbacks. You know, it's not down as much as you would think. Uh, I think that's one because it already went down quite a bit from where he was at in the 2020 season and then 2021 season. So his market has cooled off uh, for the past like two years now. <laughs> in fact, since he was NFL MVP going back to 2019, his market has cooled off quite a bit just because there was so much expectation and hype baked into his prices heading into 2020. A lot of people put in a considerable amount of money, even myself going back to before this past season, I put in, you know, a considerable amount of money. It's actually a uh, a pretty popular card. I, I made a really nice flip on a field level silver at the beginning of the season, but it, the the one I'm still holding is actually this pink optic, and it's you can right. It's not on the top most sold uh, just because it's not a uh, uh, it's not a super common card. It's not a super common card. It doesn't have a high population report with PSA. Um, love the, love the kabooms there. It's, I love to see that. Look at that. I mean, that's a kind of card that could bounce around 23% increase over the previous transaction. So there's definitely some hype that Lamar is either going to get a big contract with Baltimore. He's going to go somewhere else. There's hype. That's rumors. Uh, we're also at an interesting time. That's why I titled the, the thumbnail time to buy. Um, so I was actually talking to, uh, one of our, one of our guys to our Patreon, which I think I saw this question from Brian. If you guys want access to this, this website that I'm on right now, check it out over at patreon.com slash football cards to get you access to the web app, our discord server, um, the whole nine yards, right? We're getting ready to do a monthly giveaway. We've got all kinds of stuff going on through there. Um, Victor says he's been trying to find a auto locally, but people have them priced really high still. Downtowns, they're pretty cheap. Well, I'd, I'd compare a downtown to the Kaboom. Uh, so the Kaboom is around three grand. A downtown's going to be a little bit, could be a little bit harder to find, uh, especially from 2018. And then I'd also compare, like I I go and whenever I compare Lamar Jackson, I, I think you can safely kind of compare him to Josh Allen in terms of value, like actually looking to see if you are in fact getting a deal. Um, and and I'm not saying like it's got to be a one to one ratio. When we're comparing to Josh Allen, understand we're looking for the Lamar to be I don't know 50 percent of the Josh Allen at this point. Although I think the Josh Allen has probably cooled off quite a bit after how they fizzled out in the playoffs. So uh, you can ask the Bills fans that are in the chat, whether it's the Tom Bowlers or the J-Kids or the Troops. I mean, they're they're kind of expecting a regression from their team heading into 2023. I think that's kind of the expectation. And when you have that kind of expectation from the fan base, there's obviously going to be then an expectation decrease uh, which is going to lead to the hype decrease and the values going down. This is a pretty favorable price on a nice looking card. Nine five. I mean, you can see the best offers accepted, and the PSA ten Josh Allen there, a big one. Jan eighteenth though, so obviously I think that it, that would have to go back to division around here. So still a lot of height there. But uh, 400, 490, yeah, not from what I've seen, the downtown is not quite as popular as the Kaboom. I think we've kind of dissected this before, but uh, still, it's still definitely a very, very nice card. And I would want to see the Lamar like 50% of what the Josh Allen is at, maybe a little bit lower based on what has transpired for Josh Allen over the past year and a half compared to how Lamar's past year and a half has gone. Um, certainly that could change throughout the offseason. Certainly that could change. The other thing I want to uh, shout out to uh, while I'm while I'm on this, bouncing, bouncing back to uh, the playoffs here, it's still a great time to sell Brock Purdy. Not a good time to buy Brock Purdy. Good time to potentially buy Trey Lance. 
good time to potentially buy Trey Lance. Check out this flip that Kenzie uh, three Mac made, and he's actually in the UK. Uh, so he's made this sell through eBay's global shipping program. Actually, won this Brock Purdy in a break. And you can see here, sold via promoted listing. So this is something interesting. This is how I actually sold my Tom Brady rookie last week. And it does make sense to use the promoted listing feature sometimes. And uh, what I did, what I didn't even use their max per, uh, percentage. I used 5%. So I had to give them 5% of the total sale price, uh, um, the transaction sale price. But... I think that does have an impact, especially if you are looking to uh, to capture those impulse buyers when they're actually going on eBay looking for a card immediately based on a new spike or something like that. Um, you absolutely do want to consider taking advantage of promoted listing. Like Brock Purdy would be a great guy to do that on because you have Donruss coming out here in just another week for 2022. That's going to deflate the values of some of the current base sets that are out now, like your elites and your prestige, even like the base illusion. Now, this one's autographed, so you can see. But what happens later in the summer? What happens in August when the 49ers say, no, uh, Trey Lance is going to be our starter, right? Trey Lance is going to be our starter. Brock Purdy will be backup. Of course, people are still going to buy him, but the values aren't going to be anywhere where, they, where they're at. I mean, at this point, Trey Lance has got a pretty decent fragility rating. Like, there's... <laughs> there's a decent chance that the guy could get hurt again, right? Based on the way they use them and stuff. So there's a fairly solid chance. Like people are going to continue to buy Brock Purdy now until he really uh, goes out and just totally flops. Um, I mean, Brock Purdy is going to maintain some decent price, especially on the more rare stuff. So the more rare stuff I would hold, but if it's more common stuff, like we looked at uh, the, like the base mosaic, for example, or like the base elite, you know, that kind of stuff I'd be selling. And, you know, and it's not just Brock Purdy. Like Isaiah Pacheco is another prime candidate for the Kansas City Chiefs. If you've got his more base stuff, which has been super expensive compared to other running backs base stuff, just like Brock Purdy has been super expensive compared to other uh, quarterbacks base rookie cards, then absolutely take advantage of selling them now because the later and later sets come out, like especially – Base Donruss has got a really long checklist. And then you've got Contenders and Contenders Optic. Both of those sets have really long checklists, even for the later round draft pick guys. Um, and so when you've got rookie ticket autos and, and just base contenders, and uh, I imagine the design gets better this year. They, I think they've done a really good job, in my opinion, on kind of really changing the design just so they don't look similar to the previous year. And then they throw a couple retro designs in there. So I would still, even if it's at a, a loss compared to maybe you bought some singles of Brock Purdy, I would still go ahead and uh, and sell those now for what you can still get for them. I mean, still getting $20 for base mosaic Brock Purdy. You can see this is today. These are transactions happening today. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. $20, right? Go ahead uh, and sell that. You can see even for the, the colored parallels, the short print parallels, uh, still going for $75.42. Um, and then the same thing, I don't think Isaiah Pacheco is not, he's not in uh mosaic, but you can get like his elite elite still has a lot of product for very affordable prices, um, on walmart.com or blowoutcards.com, or maybe you're getting, maybe you're getting in a break. I mean, that's crazy right there. $43 green, the green, I don't know. Uh, exactly why they're ca- calling that. Uh, oh, it spelled his name wrong. So yeah, back in the day, you know, what's interesting guys is back in the nineties, error cards used to be super rare. And uh, they used to be something that were sold for a lot of money. I remember as a kid, like if there, there was somebody who had an error card, like had a, the wrong team on the card, like that would be an expensive card. Like the dealer would have it like in one of those giant thick screw down plastic cases on his, on his thing, it's like, check out this error card. You know, it's just when there's not as many variations, not as many autograph cards, not as many inserts, serial number cards, this and that, you know, error cards were a way to uh, differentiate and uh, they'd be rare. Toa says Derek Carr and uh, in, in, in Atlanta would would be nice. Well, 
I can't. They'd have to throw the ball more. <laughs> There's no way they can run the ball more. I think that would be nice. Th- this would this would be great for, you know, Drake London, uh, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a guy that I imagine stock has got to be in the tank after the season and the injury. So and and the fact that tight ends typically are a, a devalued position. So I would look at Kyle Pitts as a guy who is like, I mean this guy was going, you know, his first round draft pick, uh, one of the highest drafted tight ends ever, you know, incredible athletic profile, productive at university of Florida. Um, you know, if you, if you ran, if you ran like a tight end premium dynasty fantasy league, like Kyle Pitts, a premium, premium asset. And right now when you look at his trade value, look at his rookie card value, I imagine that, uh, you know, he's got the, the kind of market right now that is incredibly soft and, Hey, say they do make a a big quarterback upgrade this offseason. I'd absolutely be looking at the autograph cards. Um, so 220 best offer. That's let's so the first thing that I, I like to do is immediately go to the sold items to get an idea of what is selling. What does market look like? If you see a lot of auctions sold, that's how you can kind of tell, okay, very soft market, right? Not a lot of people are impulsively buying Kyle Pitts, uh, rookie autos. Here's a great one to look at. Immaculate Shadow Box, not PSA 9 out of 99.89. It's a great price. Still see that it's got 30 bids. So there's the deep-seated fan base, right, for the singular player. Um, that's going to that's gonna help retain his values. Still getting five bids on this, 64.90. The Redemption's good luck. I don't know anybody that that uh, is having a whole lot of luck with Redemption's these days. Um, digital card, yeah, digital cards. Watch out for those. Obviously, the price is too low, too good to be true. It's not It's not true, right? Um, now, now, this is an interesting card, right? Kyle Pitts has... Uh, a prolific resume from University of Florida. You have color matched, you have scarcity here. It's also a bookend, which adds a little bit of value. Um, you've also got a autograph and probably a sticker, probably a sticker on this. But depending on what the best offer is accepted, of course, you could pop over to 130point.com and, and you could look up that best offer accepted. That's a nice card that I think will retain value. You know, Leaf makes a good card. It's very rare. It also is color matched to the Gators. It's got a lot of University of Florida fans. That's a big football market. Um, ask Carter when he gets back next week <laughs> what he thinks about University of Florida. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm not seeing a massive – there's, there's, not, there's not a massive market. So this tells me I really want to target auctions – for Kyle Pitts right now and see if I could find some nice stuff. That's a really nice horizontal card. That's one of the nicer horizontal cards that I've seen right there. I, I like the sparkle. I like the sparkle. I like the autograph, the scarcity. Of course, gold. Like gold Gold things are always going to be. In fact, that um, brings me to another point. I got to shout out our guy, Jonathan Taylor Cards, just because it's always important to remember that you, do, you don't have to target rookie cards. Obviously, um, if you're looking at like quarterbacks, like Patrick Mahomes, a prime example, right? Joe Burrow's a prime example. They're still on the team that they were drafted by. So if, and like Kyle Trask, another prime example, they're still on the team that they were drafted by. And the cards, especially Patrick Mahomes, I think is the is the the easiest example to illustrate this because he's still on the team that he's drafted by and because his rook cards are so expensive, um, you can absolutely look at veteran cards that aren't even super rare. Like I remember flipping a, a 2020 orange laser prism, Patrick Mahomes for $40. And like that, I mean, that's a really good transaction. I pulled that out of a blaster box guys. Um, and, and sold that for more than what I paid for the blaster box. I got lucky and found one in retail. So a great example of color match, a little bit of scarcity, a little bit of short print element to it. So um, Jonathan Taylor cards, our guy Sean from Jonathan Taylor, a, a Joe Burrow. It was a veteran gold uh, Joe Burrow card. 
where I think it was from a specific. Yeah, there it is. He bought this card for ten dollars. Let me see if I can pull this over. He bought this card for ten dollars. Uh, this standing ovation. But what I want to point out here about it is it's gold. It's gold. It's a cool looking card. You've got a serial number right on the front, 10 out of 10. So it's got that little bookend I was telling you guys about. And a lot of people are very nostalgic. They're, they, it, it brings out an emotion, an emotion in, in people, certain people tied to specific numbers. Um, and when they're matching, like I like the matching number. I think that's cool. Whether it's the last one or the first one. Um, I think that's cool. I think it's really cool. So you got a 10 out of 10. He bought this card in an auction for like 10 bucks. Ended up flipping it for 150. Uh, so I wanted to, to shout him out for that. Let me see who else is out here. Steven. Steven, Steven FL. I'm just holding all my stuff. Moving towards Hall of Famers. Older stuff. Hey. Uh, nothing wrong with that. I think that makes a great collection. Like I, I like collecting Hall of Famers. Who doesn't want to like a collection full of Hall of Famers, right? I think that Hall of Famers definitely viable. Their their market kind of ebbs and flows more just based on the the hobby overall, right? If you look at some of the the old vintage cards, and then you're doing a lot more grade chasing uh, because they have a lot fewer rookie cards actually uh, available. Um, I made an appearance. If I made an appearance, it was not by my own doing. So, but that dude, that's that is a uh, that's a milestone, man. That means I'm actually growing. That means we're growing, dude. This is awesome. Cool, good stuff. Uh, good move to go more to Hall of Famers. Awesome, dude. This is awesome, man. Check it out, guys. We're growing. This is good stuff. Toa says Premiere is a lot more common. They destroyed Select, making it... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Steve, what's good, man? He just sold a Je Justin Jefferson pink-rated rookie from Optic for more than a numbered Select out of 99. Uh, could, not, could not believe it. Could not believe it. There you go. I mean, that's the massive difference. Select is, or Select is, I think, now below Mosaic, but... Optic, I think, is now at or above what Prism is. Generally speaking, Optic is right there. I mean, prime example. Look at the Patrick Mahomes market. Now, granted, the Prism is more expensive. So, you, you know, that's a fact you got to take into consideration. It's a little bit different market. So, because the Prism comes standard silver out of the box. But if we were to just look at, um, let's look at Trevor Lawrence. Let's look at Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Honestly, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, both, both are, are hyped right now. They're both doing really well. Um, look at that. Donruss, more sold transactions over the past month than the Prism. Now, Trevor Lawrence, actually, this that's a bad comparison because uh, Trevor Lawrence has very few um, Prisms that are in PSA 10 condition. So, in fact, if we were to look at PSA 9s, now, all of a sudden, we'll see Trevor Lawrence have some more sales. We've also got the Optic Hollow up here. But there's the Prism. Uh, there's the Prism. There's just so few. I, I don't think the, the 10 grade has really grown much. 134. It's actually grown a lot more than what I was expecting. But 134 compared to 736. Just crazy difference there. Um, but a lot of rated rookies, man. Rated rookies. Have really become one of the one of, if not the flagship cards. And that's why I look at now the Optic Hollow, because if you kind of were just to count up, like just to go spend an entire day, this is probably what it would take you, and count up like the available listings of Optic Hollow and Prism Silver, and then go count up the sold transactions of Prism Silver compared to Optic Hollow for any of these first round guys in the past couple of years. What you're going to find is that there's a little bit higher count on the Optic Hollow than the Prism Silver. So you can just kind of guesstimate that it's a little bit more common, right? Optic Hollow is a little bit more common. So I like that because I can get a, a better sense of where the overall market is. Both of them sell really well. There's both, there's, there's like brand recognition, desirability, and popularity from both of them. 
I like the optic a little bit better because I can get a really good sense of where the, the market is at for any given draft class. There's a lot of comparing I can do there, a lot of data. Um, and when I, the more data I have, the better decision I can make. So I like that. I like, I think two is going to do okay. Um, in eight, Nate, I'm just going to call you Nate. There we go. Nate. There we go. I like this. Um, actually, Toa said select. I'm way behind in the chat. Uh, Toa, what's up, Mark? Say hi to Mark. Nate said, how do you think Tua will do next season? I, I like this. I like this. I think Tua is going to do just fine if he can stay healthy. That's a big concern. I mean, I, and you can't really predict injuries. None of us are good at predicting injuries. I mean, we saw how easily Tua concussed himself. Um, and he blamed those those three ugly interceptions against Green Bay at the end of his season on the concussion. Maybe he was a little bit brain fogged. Surely that would have caused some of those poor decisions, whether it was a combination of the concussion and poor decision making kind of flaming out towards the end of the season. Um, I think that his from what his typical play was last year when he was healthy. Right. He got a lot of hype, man. He was playing really good. Uh, Mike McDaniel just really knew how to leverage the speed that Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill have with the short and intermediate accuracy that Tua has. And that's a big part of his game plan, right? He wasn't always so great throwing those deep bombs down the field, but Joe Burrow doesn't have a cannon for an arm either. He's probably got a little bit stronger arm than Tua, but in, in the proper offensive system, the proper play calling, he could take advantage of those strengths for Tua. Tua is going to be their starter as long as he's healthy. And they just beefed up their defense by bringing in Vic Fangio, uh, making him one of the highest paid defensive coordinators ever. I think the offense, you, you got to boost up. The, they're probably going to try and, and uh, boost up the offensive line a little bit this offseason, uh, maybe improve the run game a little bit. Um, and all of a sudden, I think Tua is just going to do good. He's actually an interesting guy to buy super low uh, right now just because he is so young, right? Anytime I look at a guy that's young, that young, that's locked in as the starter for his team, that clearly believes they're in contention, that they can ascend into the next season. Uh, AFC East, a very interesting division now with the Jets, potentially acquiring a massive quarterback upgrade this offseason as well with how good their defense played. You've got the Bills who've regressed a little bit with their defense, but their offense is still elite. They're still going to be in contention next year. And then, of course, you got the Patriots who are always there year in, year out. And um, they're they're not going anywhere, right? So they're actually their offense should get a little bit better next year as well. Some better play calling. Um, so I I do I do think it's smart to really keep your eye on guys like Tua right now in auction because if I can't get a rookie ticket auto for like a hundred dollars. When I could see Joe Burrow is going for twenty five hundred, I could see Jalen Hurts is around that thousand dollar range right now. Um, now all of a sudden, you know, and, I, and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, basically, I can look at Tua or I can look at Jordan Love. I feel that Tua's hype is going to be more uh, performance driven, right? Whereas Jordan Love will spike based on news of Aaron Rodgers being traded to the Jets to the Raiders. Arguably the biggest storyline this offseason is what's going to happen to Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. Like those are the two biggest trades that I think are going to go down here the next couple months. Um, if nothing happens to Rodgers and he stays in Green Bay, well, then the Jordan Love card value stays suppressed. But there's still going to be buyers there because because of the, the potential of what's going to happen. Right. It's the whole Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers situation all over again. So. Um, I, I compare him to those two guys. If you're getting Tua for the same as you're getting Jordan Love, I think you can maybe get one of each. Diversify a little bit. You know, don't have all your eggs in one basket, but I think both have their their pros and their cons. Um, they both could pan out. They both could not pan out. Ultimately, I think the Tua is going to be based more on performance, right? He's going to have to go out in September and over-exceed the expectations that are built up for him this offseason. And whereas the Jordan Love is going to spike immediately when something happens to Rodgers, it's like, boom, there, there's the spike, and then he cools off. And then he's actually going to have to go out and exceed those expectations to perform at a higher level than what people are actually predicting him to do. Lead the Packers some wins, 
you know, if you can do that kind of stuff in September, all of a sudden the hype can accumulate really quickly. And all of a sudden now we're seeing the prices go above and beyond what they do when they spike from the news. But the news spike is going to be big. It's going to be significant, guys. It's going to be significant. Uh, typically always is. It's hard. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Not with the A.J. Brown. Think about it. He's a 2019 rookie. He's on one of the best complete rosters in the NFL. A.J. Brown's going to be playing for the next several years on what is looks like a Super Bowl contending team, right? They're, they're obviously, they are a Super Bowl contending team this year, but next year they could be right back in the thick of it again. Um, I don't think you sell. I don't think. I think you put it in to buy it now. Now, the question is, how much of your bankroll is that specific A.J. Brown card that you have occupying? How bad do you want to sell it? You know, you may have to lower your buy it now sell price. You may have to promote it a little bit. Uh, and you you may not want to do that depending on when you bought the card and what you got invested in it. So you may want to hold it, you know, because there could be bigger uh, spikes for A.J. Brown. Maybe he spikes in the Super Bowl. Maybe it's Devonta Smith or, you know, maybe they lean heavily on the run game and try and control the uh, time possession in this game against the chiefs. Uh, the chiefs, the chiefs have a more powerful offense. They've also got the super bowl experience. <laughs> you know, they are proven winners, uh, but the Eagles have the more complete roster top to bottom. They have the better defense. Uh, so this is going to be a coin toss type of game for me. And I could see a multitude of different players breaking out. Ultimately, I, I don't want to try and, like pinpoint which auction to like which players, you know, to kind of end an auction at halftime. Ultimately, most of these guys are really young, unless I'm trying to capitalize um, on like a base uh, Isaiah Pacheco card. Maybe, maybe that's something that makes sense in, in auction for me by halftime. Kind of look at the game theory. Uh, kind of look at the weakness of the Eagles. If they have one on defense or the run defense, so I just don't think Isaiah Pacheco has great vision. Uh, I think he, he can develop that vision, but I don't think it's necessarily there now. So it's it's going to be a difficult path. Ultimately, I, I just like to, you know, put those cards and buy it now. Also, so I can require immediate payment. That's a that's a big that's a big thing for me. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom from Billy Schultz. Check out that little Mahomes profile pic. Eric hates mosaic. Eric hates mosaic. Uh, let's go, James. James says Lamar to Tampa. Let's go. Yeah, I just don't think they can afford him. Uh, we've got a lot of defensive players that are scheduled to be free agents this year, including Levante David. Uh, so this is going to be very, very challenging offseason for Tampa Bay. I'll, ultimately, I think that Kyle Trask could get a starting opportunity here this upcoming season. I actually had his cards pulled up because, you know, we have seen a spike for him since the Tom Brady retirement. I do think that he could get a start because of the salary cap issues the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are running into this offseason with the defensive talent that we need to uh, re-sign. So, you know, think about it. They've got this guy on a rookie contract. They're more or less in a rebuild mode. They need to they need to build up the off the interior offensive line a little bit better. Um, after trading away Alex Kappa or, or losing Alex Kappa to the Bengals at last free agency, and then Ali Marpet retiring, they do need to bolster the interior offensive line. And the the run the run game I think is is solid. I mean, th there's play calling improvements that can be done there. I think that can definitely improve the run game, but. Uh, you know, Byron Leftwich is gone. So they're going to be improving that next season. But ultimately, we're looking at uh, a little bit of a rebuild mode for Tampa. And I think that they it makes sense to give rookie quarterback on a rookie contract a starting opportunity. So um, I think that could be what happens. That's kind of where I'm where I'm leaning right now from everything I'm reading. Uh, JP says you were right on the value of select college drafts, but the case hits are gorgeous and very affordable for collectors. Yeah, Brian, thoughts on Ritter is he could very well be a backup. Clearly uh, not ready for the NFL from what we saw, limited sample size, a few games we saw, clearly not ready at all. 
So definitely one of the uh, big, big trades that we could happen is Lamar Jackson to the Atlanta Falcons. You know, if they can't come to a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson, the Falcons could offer a King's ransom because he is the ultimate rushing quarterback where they want to like lean on the run game. They are the most run heavy team in the NFL last year. And whereas De uh, Desmond Ritter does have good straight line speed. If you watch him, he's stiff. He's not mobile. He doesn't have that lateral quickness like Lamar Jackson has. Um, and uh, yeah, man, that, that could be a massive, massive trade. There's something to uh, look out for. Talked about two of cards, Nate. I can still find any Luke Fortner rookie cards, man. Those are going to be tough to find. Those are going to be tough to find. Lamar downtown's way half below of Alley. Yeah, there you go. That's great research right there by Basic Wholesale Cards. Brady's retirement, does that increase or decrease his card value, especially number cards from 2022 sets? Well, it's a temporary increase, but it's a long-term decrease overall. Now, there is there is an interesting theory that, um, you know, Tom Brady is, is the GOAT of football, like Michael Jordan is the GOAT of basketball. And obviously, some people are going to uh, debate that. A lot of people actually are going to debate that, which is totally fine. A debate is good. Uh, disagreement is good because it's how you either reinforce or change your beliefs about something. So um, disagreement and debate is good. It's fun. It's a, it's it makes things interesting. It's how you learn and grow. So, but my point is, just by winning alone and stats alone, right? Tom Brady for football is comparable to Michael Jordan for basketball. And so, if you look at what the Michael Jordan market has done since the initial sports car boom, that's why I say these vintage Hall of Fame guys are just subject to the ebbs and flows of the overall hobby. Um, you know, so uh, with Tom Brady, anything that is super rare, of course, is going to retain value. It's, it's going to be desirable. People are going to hunt it down right now. There's an immediate spike in elevation in price after a while they'll kind of cool off and flatline and you probably will able to be will will be able to find some really good deals especially on ultra modern stuff because it's a lot easier for ultra modern super rare cards to to fall under the the rug like kind of um kind of get passed by right because there's so much variety there's so many different sets and inserts and stuff you really have to know what you're looking for and you really have to do your research to find those good deals so it's a lot easier for somebody to just go on and look for a 2000 bowman tom brady uh and and know understand that that's like a good car to get into and then you have the sold data you can look at and then you can kind of chase the grade from there and find your deal right it's just a very easy market to understand whereas the ultra modern super rare market for guys like that it's a lot harder to pinpoint a good price to get in at and it's a lot harder to find those deals but ultimately you know i think the best time to buy him because from what i've read he's not going to be even on tv for fox until the fall of 2024 so ultimately Throughout, if he truly is retired, he doesn't like some kind of surprise comeback in August or something crazy again. Then when it gets to September and we start actually getting football, all the focus shifts to those active players. And so we've seen the best prices for vintage guys over the past couple of years during that time of September. So when it gets to September, the regular season starts. That's when I start looking for those super rare Brady cards. Uh, you know, maybe it's a maybe it's a Marvel's uh um donruss you know from from 2020 or something like that that's a great question from sawyer julka right now ultimately i think the best time to sell rogers is going to be based on the news when that news comes out i would sell him but at the same you know you, you've got flexibility there because he's still playing for the next couple of years right um i think you you're seeing like a a decent trend on him right now that I think there's a lot of people that do think that his career is kind of on the tail end. Uh, the, the news is going to definitely provide a spike. 
the news is absolutely going to provide a spike. So I think if you've got some considerable Aaron Rodgers, it's a great time to, to sell on the news if he were to get traded. Otherwise, you're going to hope that he can go and take the Packers or whatever team he goes to, uh, to another championship game, another Super Bowl, can win another MVP, uh, which is certainly possible, right? Especially if he goes potentially to the Raiders, get back uh, with Devontae Adams, man. That, that, that combination is lethal. Lethal. They gotta have better play calling there this year, though. Um, gotta have better play calling. They gotta do a better job the offensive line too, and uh, they definitely have to get some. They they've got to find a way to beef up their defensive secondary. Uh, I was just it was just absolutely terrible this past year. So um, yeah, I think that's a great time to sell Aaron Rodgers. Anytime you have a new spike like uh, like a Hall of Famer changing teams, like if you were to look last year. Look what happened with Russell Wilson. The best time to sell Russell Wilson was when the news dropped that he was traded to the Denver Broncos. Uh, but if you're still holding Russell Wilson, like you bought before the season, like I did, right? It was a total miss, but you, you still have him for this upcoming season. Now they've acquired Sean Payton. Now there's going to be some hype based on the coaching change. Now he's got a better chance of exceeding expectations, and now the expectations are quite low, uh, quite low. About 50% of what they were last year, in fact. Uh, you're going to see, instead of Russell Wilson going as a as a top 5 to 10 fantasy quarterback, he's bottom half of the, of the league this upcoming season. So something interesting to watch there. As we move into the offseason, this is a big, big nugget that I noticed last year that, I take in, that I'm taking into this year, is as we move into the offseason, the, the fantasy average draft position or where players are taken in fantasy drafts. Like we're going to, we're going to start doing best ball drafts and underdog fantasy probably in like uh, the end of February and, and start looking at uh, next year already because the average draft position that these players are taking in, in, in their positional categories, right? Even though running backs and wide receivers are taken first in the traditional fantasy football league and a super flex fantasy football leagues, quarterbacks are taken first. So if you want to compare more closely, the hobby, football card hobby to fantasy football, you want to look at super flex dynasty fantasy leagues. Those are probably going to be uh, the most closely correlated. Or just super flex, period, is going to be more closely correlated because quarterbacks are taken first. He's probably going to go in a super flex league like in the second or third round. Maybe maybe he slips to the fourth or fifth. Um, I would imagine he still stays uh Probably around middle of the pack, but surely, like last year, people were people were drafting him as a top five in in a lot of leagues. So um, the expectation has gone down quite a bit. But in the offseason, as their fantasy average draft position rises, what we see is their rook yard values rise. So what would cause Jordan Love's fantasy average draft position to rise if he becomes a starter? All of a sudden, he's fantasy relevant. He's relevant in the NFL. Well. He's also relevant in the football card market. As his ADP goes up, his rookie guard value goes up. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders, I think his ADP would actually go up just being back with Devontae Adams. Um, Trevor Lawrence gets Calvin Ridley back in September. Or not back, but he, he gets Calvin Ridley. We'll see. I mean, I, I kind of think of Calvin Ridley as going to be a lot of uh, rust to knock off, kind of like Deshaun Watson was uh, this past season. But Surely added weapons like that, how he finished this past season, his average draft position going into next season is going to be a lot higher than it was this past season, uh, where he was going as like a bottom third of the league quarterback this past season. Well, now he's going to go in a top third. Uh, so, you know, you can see how that ADP change in the offseason is directly correlated with their rookie card values. A good grade on a vintage card. Well, it depends on the year. So if you're looking like a 1976 Walter Payton, a PSA 4, a PSA 4, a PSA 5 is a good grade. Um, you know, if you're looking at cards from the 60s and 70s, like 4s, 5s, 6s, those are like normal good grades. Um, PSA 9s and 10s are insanely expensive because they're so, so, so rare, so hard to get. Uh, so depending on the year, like if you're looking now at let's, let's fast forward a little bit, let's look at a 1986 tops, Jerry Rice, uh, card, for example. Well, now let's say, yeah, an eight or nine is a good grade. A 10 is an exceptionally good grade, but the norm 
is going to be those sevens, eights, and nines, about eight. Um, and then as you fast forward, maybe you're looking at a 1989 score, uh, score Barry Sanders, something like that. The eights and nines still are going to be your, your solid grades. Your tens are going to be exceptionally more expensive because those are your crazy uh, impressive grades. And um, the norm is those going to be those sevens, eights, and nines. So it just depends on what year you're looking at. And obviously, the further you go back, the, the harder it is to get a better grade. So I love this play by Basic Wholesale Cards here on Michael Pittman Jr. for the Indianapolis Colts. Love this. Love this. Yeah, they've, they've got to improve that quarterback position big time. Uh, almost guaranteed that they are going to make a big push to acquire a, uh, a quarterback. And the trend for them has been veterans. So it's yet to be seen what they try and do here. But, um, and they were spoiled, right? They're spoiled. Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. And, and then it was like, you know, just total, you know, fell off. Like they tried to go with those veteran quarterbacks, whether it's Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, none of them, none of them worked out. None of them worked out. I don't think so. No, I don't think Sam Ellinger will get a bigger shot. Uh, I did too. I did too. I picked up a pretty nice card of his this past season. Now, clearly another guy not ready for the NFL. Obviously not helped by the play calling, but but not not ready. Not ready. I think he'd get a shot if if um, the starter got injured. But no, they, they want to bring in somebody that's got a little bit better uh, pocket awareness, got a little bit better accuracy on his medium, like intermediate and, and deep throws. So, and of course we've got a small sample there. So I think that he will maintain, maintain some hype. And <laughs> Troy Eagles won't make playoffs. Steve says bad take. Yeah, I think that's a bad take. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like Miami for next season. I definitely think that um, you can kind of, hey, check it out, man. Carter, best co-host in the business. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe if you're new. I appreciate that, Carter, man. I hope you're you're getting better, resting that voice. Oh, absolutely. Um, so this is this is what I'll say before I give you guys my play of the week, right? This is my hobby tip of the week. It's a misconception right now that now is um, a great time to buy just like world-class athletes from the NFL. Let's take Justin Jefferson, for example, right? Uh, let's Trevor Lawrence, another prime example. Justin Fields, another great example. Think of all the players that finished the season off really good. Even guys like Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs on the Raiders. See, the team did bad, but these players in their positional categories performed really well. They were at the top of um, whether it's rushing yards, receiving yards, passing yards, um, touchdowns, the top of their, their positional ranking for the season. A lot of people believe that right now is the best time to buy these guys. I would actually disagree. I think right now it's actually a really good time to sell these guys because or, or have them ready to be sold over the next month or two. Now, of course, you can always find a deal here and there a little bit below market value, but probably going to be really hard to find anything egregiously low on those world-class athletes that just finished this past season really strong. Sure, you want to buy into those guys for next year because of how good they just did in this past year, but right now with the Super Bowl getting ready to take place this weekend with federal tax returns coming in, year-end bonuses coming in with the free agency and trade and draft hype cycle coming in. Um, there is a lot of excitement, a lot of rumors, a lot of anticipation for what's going to change on these teams. So in fact, what we see is a steady like uh, maintain maintenance of values for their rookie cards, the desirable ones, the more rare ones throughout the next couple months until we get through the draft. Ultimately, what we've seen the past couple of years is the best time to buy is to wait till after the draft, see what shakes out from the draft. Then when everything cools off in May and June, when a lot of people are focused on the brand new sets for 2022 coming out, the major sets, the, the, um, the optic, the select, the prism, right? The contenders, when those are coming out later this summer and everybody's focused on that brand new product and all that. And 
the brand new draft class. There's going to be sets for those brand new draft class, which should be a pretty good quarterback draft class with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. We're going to look at that. Also, my big um, observation from the Senior Bowl and the Shriners Bowl this past week, it's going to be a wide receiver heavy draft class as well. I think there's going to be a few wide receivers and running backs like Bijan Robinson and a couple other guys um, and Jackson Smith and the Jigba and stuff. There's some really good wide receivers and running backs in this draft class, plus some good guys in the trenches. So I think that this draft class is going to be a lot better than the last draft class. So from that standpoint, you're going to have a lot of focus on that. Um, when we get to May and then June, ultimately towards the end of May and the month of June, and then in July are going to be your best months to then buy in for the upcoming season in most cases, right? There's always going to be outliers and there's going to be specific storylines that change and that, that have an effect like right now, for example, would be a good time to buy into guys like Jordan Love or, or even potentially Aaron Rodgers based on uh, what could happen in, in a new spike in the next couple of months. So the guys that I'm focused on most right now are the guys that could be impacted most by the news over the next couple of months. So like my play again, once again, this week, guys, is going to be Daniel Jones, right? If there's one area of improvement that they've got to make on the Giants, it's their wide receivers, man. Uh, they've, the Darius Slayton was their top wide receiver this past season. They have no recognizable wide receivers, and his values have already declined so much, and he's a proven starter. He's going to likely get franchise tagged from his team. And the values uh, after losing, after making it to the divisional playoff round, we know how good Brian Dable is now uh, in the NFL as a coach. And we can absolutely see the writing on the wall. And the guys' values have already gone down 20 to 30% in most cases, some cases 35%. So if you're looking for a young player that played really well this past season, it's got a lot of upside for next season, they draft – uh, spend some significant draft capital or acquire a really good wide receiver uh, through the free agency cycle. This is absolutely going to get Daniel Jones hyped up immediately. And then he's actually the type of guy with Brian Dable and the supporting cast they now have in New York to actually go out and exceed expectations once again next year. Compared to the prices where they're currently at, there's just a lot of upside. Um, so once again, I think he's a really good play right now. I really like him, uh, and and I like Jordan Love from from 2020. I think you could also look at um, some Gardner Minshew. I think you look at some Gardner Minshew. Plus, he's got uh, he's got a, uh, his own storyline that makes him so uh, dynamic and and just like likable within media circles. So, yeah, I mean th that's going to continue to be my play of the week right now for you guys. Uh, especially because he's a quarterback. The market's massive. He's still super young. Um, we're going to have a, a franchise tag or a new contract for him. He's going to be on the Giants again. He's drafted by the Giants. I uh, feel very strong about that. And all the signs are, are indicating that. And then also there are going to be a lot of focus on acquiring wide receiver talent for them this offseason, which is going to add to his hype heading into September. Oh, Toa's got a sneaky play here for DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, there, there absolutely is a good play on DeAndre Hopkins right now because he's likely to be traded. He wants out of Arizona. Arizona is in a, a rebuild mode. Uh, they got such a massive contract on Kyler Murray. You've got aging players there in Arizona that are on their way out. Zach Ertz, DeAndre Hopkins, another one. DeAndre Hopkins, though, has still got a lot of juice from what we saw. He was playing at an elite level for the, the, the second half of the season that we saw him. Um, which I actually did a deep dive and wrote him up just the other week um, in an article over on patreon.com slash football cards. Uh, what's up, Steve Elmore? Carter says, agree, Steve. I think Fields will get crazy, especially if Bears trade back and get in Addison or Johnston. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I got to dig more into the uh, um, the upcoming draft class, but from what I've initially seen, 
it is wide receiver heavy. It is quarterback heavy at the top. Uh, you've got some really good talent in the trenches. You've also got some really good running back talent in there as well. So it's going to be exciting. And ultimately, all this excitement is going to lead to um, some good football card sales, guys. So uh, stay tuned, man. We're right at an hour. I got to get out of here. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. Uh, make sure you go down and hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't. And I'll see you guys in the next one. I will be live, uh, whether tomorrow night or, or Thursday night with Steve. Got to talk to him. Uh, we hope that Carter gets feeling better. Congratulations to Carter. Can't wait to uh, pick his brain about uh, his, his wedding. And yeah, I think he's got a very interesting story to share with us about Peyton Manning, something like that. So I uh, can't wait. can't wait to, uh, to hear it and uh, get with him next week. Hope you get feeling better, Carter. All right, guys. Had a fun time hanging out with you today. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.